Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. This week we have a sleeping child on the other side of the wall, so we won't be quite as boisterous as normal, but, um, or a child trying to get to sleep on the other side of the wall, I should say. Um, but we are going to review Season 8, Episode 11, Lifetime, and Season 8, Episode 12, Dear Uncle Abdul. Okay, number 11, Lifetime. It really is a great title for this, I think, because it you see two different lifetimes go by, I think, in this mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. It begins with them playing cards, and the chopper comes, and on the chopper is a boy with respiratory distress. He has a lacerated aorta. Mm -hmm. So Hawk, Hawkeye actually starts the surgery right while he's on the chopper mm -hmm. like he saw immediately he needs attention he wouldn't have made it to OR mm -hmm. so he begins immediately all this stuff puts his hands right in his chest and mm -hmm. did what he needed to do mm -hmm. um, but everything is timed and it started at 1432 which I'm not really sure what time is that 232 yeah yeah so and they only had so much time that so they had to get it finished by, I thought it was 20. You said 15? 15 minutes. 15 minutes, okay. Yep. I didn't write that down. So, yep. and, um, and why? Because otherwise he would go, um, he would lose his legs or um, the ability to walk. Yeah, he would be paralyzed. He would be paralyzed. Yep. Um, so everything was very timed out. But BJ suggested them putting him on ice, which actually does slow everything down. Mm -hmm. So um, they did do that, um, which hopefully buys them a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. But on the other flip side of this, there's a man on the bus that is dying, and they he had a head injury, so he would not make it. And they actually need an aorta from someone... Um, so they're going to take it from this man who's dying, but they have to wait for him to die. Mm -hmm. And his good buddy is on the other side saying, fix him, do something. And BJ is actually having a very hard time, and mm -hmm. he decides to stay with this patient as he's dying mm -hmm. um, for a couple of reasons, I think. Yeah. As a good person to stay with him, so he has someone, but also so they can get the part of the heart right away because mm -hmm. yeah. the faster the better like yeah. you said they only have 15 minutes mm -hmm. so um yeah. those are the two main things that are happening and um the rest we'll talk about as we go through but mm -hmm. um the names involved are harold is the man that was dying of the mm -hmm. brain injury george is the man that was in distress that they could bring back to life so yeah. yeah and and yeah just to point out when you say head injury it's um, bad yeah, like the, massive the i mean we don't see it obviously but the way B bj um states it like half of half of this guy's head was gone when the shell hit it it just it was gone it was gone so 
Um, BJ states, he stopped being Harold when the shell hit him. His body just hasn't realized it yet. Because his heart is still continuing mm -hmm. to pump, which happens a lot. Yeah. So, um... Well, you know, it, it makes sense, because if you didn't... If, if, um, the part of the brain, which is like, what is that, in your brain stem, which regulates breathing and everything, if that didn't get hit, it would keep going as long as there were signals going to it, but you wouldn't have any higher brain function. But even if you don't have your brain function and your heart continues to go, I, I know of a story of someone that had a heart, uh, that thing that jolts your heart back, pacemaker, mm -hmm. and every, he, every time he would die, his pacemaker would go off and bring his heart back. Mm. And then he would die again, and the pacemaker would go off and bring his heart back. So he died like 15 times before they realized mm -hmm. that it was his pacemaker that kept bringing him around. Mm. So there's a few negatives maybe to a pacemaker also. <laughs> yeah. Being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, another part of the story is they did need AB negative blood, which is... You know, it's not as, it's a little more rare than the O that's positive that they normally have, or O negative. Mm -hmm. So um, they w only had like two vials of it. And Winchester said that he has AB negative, but he was exhausted from all well, the surgery. He had just given blood five days ago. Yeah, your body can't replenish that quickly. So, um, yeah, you know, as they're going through this, I mean, again, they're, going to transplant part of the aorta which is right on the heart so when they start to graft that in the blood is just going to pour out of this kid and um, they, they need to transfuse it really quick so they need the blood but uh, yeah like but a lot will be wasted yeah um, in extreme stress they'll take the blood that they suction out and recycle it to the kid but I don't think they like to do that because I would, I would imagine it's exposed and contaminated. Yeah, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, to keep Charles' volume up, because you know, if you've ever done plasma or given blood, um, like plasma, they give you saline back. When you do like a power red of blood, they give you saline back to keep your volume up, and that's what they were doing with Charles because he was basically doing a double blood donation so it, you know if you don't keep the volume up his pressure would have gone down and he would have crashed that way but he was still out of it for quite a while because well <laughs> yeah he, he didn't have enough blood cells to carry enough oxygen to his brain so um as we watch him giving the blood he starts to get woozy and he eventually passes out <laughs> while he's trying to tell the doctors no now th this this is very important. You need the, you need to listen. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Giving direction because he is the heart expert, actually. Yeah, no, he's so. a mm -hmm, cardiac surgeon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was interesting to watch. They had a clock in the lower right-hand corner of the screen the whole time. Oh, and then the bad news. Um. 
They well, were three, yeah. Well, I was going to okay. uh, say, you know, we, we watched as uh, Harold died mm. in this episode. Harold Sherwood? And his buddy was right there. They finally, at first, his buddy was right there kind of watching them hover, mm-hmm. which yeah. had to be hard. Yeah. You know, you're mm-hmm. watching your buddy die, and here are all the doctors kind of hovering around. Is he dead yet? Is he dead yet? Yeah, because again, know? you know, BJ talks to uh, the guy's buddy and says, "We there's just nothing we can do. I'm sorry. And, um... Then Klinger walked in, and um, you know, not realizing that's his buddy sitting there. You know, mm-hmm. we need it as fast as possible. Yeah, Hawkeye wants to know the minute that guy's dead. <sighs> um, but yeah, finally, you know, the uh, Harold passes away. They uh, after his buddy says goodbye to him. What, what's his buddy's name? I don't know. Do we know? No, I don't know if it ever said. Might not have. But, um, after that, uh, um. I'm sure, I don't see him. I don't see it, really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Roberts, maybe? Um, but anyway, after he passes, the guy, you know, says goodbye, uh, gets BJ to give him a picture of Harold and him in Tokyo. And then he gets carted off. And, uh,. Then BJ very quickly, with the help of a nurse, uh, spreads a guy's ribs, goes in, grabs the ortograph, and runs it into Hawkeye. And yeah, once they put it in, they find out that um, that they were five minutes over. Oh, I thought three and a half minutes over. Three and a half? Mm. That's what I wrote down. I okay, that could be. But yeah, it, it was... It was over, anyway. They were over. So even... A short time, mm-hmm. you don't want to go over. Yeah. Well, three minutes makes some sense. So, yeah, they were over time, and in theory, he's going to be paralyzed. Um, you know, BJ says, well, hopefully the hypothermia bought us some time. And so, in post op, when this kid George is recovering, um, when he's starting to come around from the anesthesia, they're not exactly gentle with him. Oh. <laughs> George? George, wake up! And they smack him on the face a few times, and BJ's at his feet, running the butt of a pencil up his feet, just to get him to try and... You know, like you do with a baby. If you, if you rub your finger up a baby's foot, they'll curl their toes. So that's what they were trying to get from George. And Hawkeye's at George's face, slapping him, going, Wiggle your toes! Wiggle your toes! And then he finally does. And they were ecstatic. Mm Mm-hmm. So. I really love the part where um, Harold's buddy, the one that was upset about them taking him, finally says to Father, they're they're bad people. I can't believe they're doing this. Mm. And Father had a great explanation for it. He said, you you kept, kept telling me what a great man that Harold was. Would Harold throw himself on a grenade for someone? And this guy says, yes, of course. Even mm-hmm. someone he didn't know? And he said, well, of course he would. Well, mm-hmm. that's what he's doing. Yeah. So and I thought that was really... That was a very proper way to explain what was happening. Mm-hmm. 
because especially in wartime you can understand it mm-hmm. that you know yeah and you know the i mean harold's buddy was just seeing that they were cutting him up and carving him like a piece of beef and it's like no that's not really what we're doing at all but i can see where it would have looked that way oh, though, yeah. to him yeah no, absolutely. Oh, you need it. What makes this guy's life more important than my buddy? That's what mm-hmm. he kept saying. But, you know, that goes back to uh, BJ saying half of his brain is gone. gone. There's just no way to fix that. And they knew that right away. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, okay, we need an aorta. Okay, mm-hmm. now let's say this guy's not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. The brain is not something you can just have half of laying around and right. put in somebody unfortunately um kind of funny ending yeah (laughs) uh well wait what that's when they were in post-op and yes and part (laughs) yeah okay when they say um he's part harold and part george and charles is recovering in post-op winchester that's right (laughs) when he wakes up he won't know whether to be brave generous or pompous (laughs) that was so cute that was cute yeah um another good set of lines that i really liked when hawkeye is in or waiting for the vascular clamps um kelly comes in with the graft tray and he's looking at them going no these are all too small none of those are bigger than um spaghetti we need rigatoni and uh, Kelly, who has the tray, says, Rigatoni, doctor, I'm part Chinese and part Hawaiian. Can you put that in ethnic measurements I can understand? We need a small egg roll. That I understand. Oh, okay. We don't have any that big. <laughs> so. I thought it was funny also. They needed a clamp. And they didn't keep it in the surgery room. Well, no, these these are like the four double seventh specialty clamps that clamps. they invented. Yeah. Yes, but still, yeah. to keep them in Hawkeye's, Hawkeye's Foot Locker, locker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> under the cover of Nudes Week, between the holes with shorts and the clean ones, or something like that, they were in, in the socks. socks. <laughs> yeah. So Margaret had to go get the clamps, and then she's all worried about putting them in. Um, in in George's body, Margaret, my unsterilized hand has been in his chest for the last ten minutes. It'll be fine. Bring them here. She had him soaking in alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the other interesting part that was that this episode brings up is something that I brought up before, back in season four, episode three. Um. We know previously that Klinger and Winchester have the same blood type. In fact, we learn that Klinger is B positive, and that's when he says, Major, you and I have the same blood type. Mm-hmm. Well, in this episode, this kid George is AB negative. All they have is B positive, <laughs> and they would rather not cross match. So Winchester says, I have that type. Winchester is apparently now AB negative. I don't think you can just switch blood types. No, very bad (laughs) things happen. So there's just a little inconsistency. But, um, yeah, 
Winchester suddenly isn't a B negative blood type in this episode because it was convenient for the plot. <laughs> um, also worth noting as another inconsistency, to get this kid in ice to try and induce hypothermia, Hawkeye has Klinger run to the swamp and get his tub. The very same one that he traded away for ice cream in season 7 episode None Like It Hot. But somehow he has one again. Because apparently it's not a big deal anymore. <laughs> so. Also, one other thing that you pointed out during yeah. it is the whole glove situation again. Like, they well, knew they were going to take well, that aorta out. Well, like, yeah, with BJ and the nurse when they're operating on Harold. Now, Hawkeye, I get it. They were on the chopper pad. Right, they, they needed to do it. something. Yeah, it was it was happening now. No gloves. Okay. BJ, you knew. And they wear gloves whenever possible because they understand this whole communicable disease thing. And they were waiting for him to pass so they could get it. Mm -hmm. So you think they would have had gloves. Because even though he's dead, that doesn't mean that stuff in his blood isn't still alive. Right, exactly. They're still... They're, and they're... the part they're taking out still needs to be stare as sterile as possible. Yeah. And, you know, again, like, even though it's going into a field where Hawkeye's unsterilized hand has been, still. Right. <laughs> like Margaret did with the clamps, you want things as sterile as possible. So, it, it, it was just weird. <laughs> but, um... That's really all I have. That is. It's a great episode, though. It You see such uh, difference in reactions and emotions. You see mm -hmm. BJ dealing with things and Hawkeye dealing with opposite things. Mm -hmm. And when they come together, they had to realize what each other was going through. Yeah. Which I thought was... And they did. Yeah. I, I like how... This really shows how they can work as a team. As a team, yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was neat. Including Winchester and Margaret and all yeah. the nurses. Oh, and it was and a, um, this, even Colonel Potter. Yeah, this was a great ensemble episode. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, we had talking parts by the chopper pilot, by Kelly, by Goldman. Um, they list Igor in here, Klinger. Just all yeah. these people had roles in this where where they weren't just part of the background they were part of the action and that's something that i really like seeing them do in the later part of the series is it kind of expand past just the main right. you know what what are we uh six seven People? actors yeah we have the doctors margaret uh father mulcahy and clinger yeah like seven to all these people who were on the periphery for a long time. It's kind of a return back to the beginning of the series where they did that too. Right. Yeah. Guest stars? Recurring cast? Should we get to that? Go for it. Okay. We had Kevin Brophy as Roberts, Kelly Nakahara as now Nurse Kelly, J.J. Johnston as the helicopter pilot, Mac, uh, Jeff Maxwell as Igor, Joanne Thompson as Joanne. Roy Goldman as the Corman, uh, Goldman, obviously. Stephen T. McCarthy as Sherwood. And uncredited appearances by Gwen Farrell, Jan Jordan, Jennifer Davis, and Dennis Troy. 
The production code was S609. Writers, Alan Alda and Dr. Walter Dischel, MD. Director was Alan Alda. The original air date was November 26th, 1979. Uh, also worth noting, just because it was in the wiki, this makes Alan Alda's short list of really good episodes. Uh, Point of View, Dreams, and The Interview are the other four in this short list. Um, rounded out with Lifetime. And I agree. Those are yeah. supremely good episodes. Alright. Next up. You can up. tell when he does something because there's a lot of emotion yeah. or passion. Yeah. Next up, Dear Uncle Abdul. Just needed a drink. Alright. So, um, th this is an interesting one where we have a lot of stuff going on, but it's not a lot of different stuff going on, I guess. Basically, it's kind of slow at MASH. And as we all know, happens when it's slow there, wacky things start to happen. Uh, for instance, Father Mulcahy starts to try and write a war ditty because in the opening OR scene they decide, hey, this war doesn't have its own song. Colonel Potter decides to do a painting of himself, so he borrows Klinger as a body double. Um, Hawkeye tells BJ a joke in the O Club, and BJ goes on to appropriate it for his own and tell it to everyone else in the camp, which kind of riles Hawkeye's ire. Um... We have Winchester who borrows Klinger as a bird dog so he can go out pheasant hunting. And then Margaret, who no longer has a foot locker but a foot open. <laughs> and uh, Klinger tells her, I can't get you a replacement from the army unless it was damaged in the line of duty. And we'll talk about how she gets one as a replacement for her old foot locker in just a bit. Uh, but basically, that's how it goes, and the and reason Eddie. it's... Hmm? And Eddie. Oh, and Eddie. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. We have, um... Yeah, Eddie is this uh, trooper who follows a liturgy down from Battalion 8, basically, and uh, his squad leader, Sergeant Hank, or mm -hmm. Corporal Hank, um, had been watching this kid since basic and uh, Eddie was just slow basically he, he he wasn't very fast on the uptake that's the only way I can really describe it because there's another squad mate of his there and um, you know they him and Hank keep saying Eddie's not dumb he's not dumb he's just slow and you get that. He doesn't think as fast as other people might. But a very good soldier. But a good soldier, yeah. You know, when when uh, Hank was hit, Eddie was the one who bandaged him and took him to Battalion A. Saved his life. Saved, saved Hank's life. And uh, basically, he was always supposed to be where Hank was. Which becomes a problem because Hank ends up getting discharged because of his wounds. He's going home. Yeah. Okay, so that that was a neat little non four double seventh centric 
subplot to see because then we yeah like hawkeye said what happens to all the eddies in Mm -hmm. the war because there's different situations and different types of of um abilities Mm -hmm. you know so yeah well you you go from uh like that lieutenant in the one episode who was very bright he was an english lecturer at a college but he was drafted as a combat leader and he you remember the one i'm talking about had a shoulder wound um it it was the one where margaret thought she was pregnant okay that one okay yeah yeah i know that one yeah um and uh you know, he was convinced that he was not a good soldier, and so he was trying to get yeah, out. Okay, he could yes, he yeah, could yeah. think very fast, but he was not a good soldier. soldier. Eddie does not think fast, but he is a good soldier. And in fact, he's good enough where, you know, they kept him, despite being a little slow. And um, You would want him on your side. Yeah, but, I, mean, I would, I would but, go to battle with an Eddie, right. you know, beside me or with me. And, um, but we see that the army doesn't always put people where they should be because I'm thinking now of the mm-hmm. chef, <laughs> yeah, who was in the army and yeah. also but, battled. But you know, more more to this episode, um, with Eddie to Hawkeye's point, when they figure out that Hank's going home, we don't see this on camera, but Hank fixes it with uh, their squad mate Dave, who's there that once Dave is out of the 4077th back on the line, he'll watch Eddie. Until then, Eddie's going to go back to the line, talk to their sergeant, and hang with their sergeant. And so... So they were willing to work with him. Yeah, their squad, their platoon, their company, everybody's going to look out for Eddie as much as they need to. And that's what brings up Hawkeye's comment. And I love their... Their their camaraderie because Eddie's like yeah well I'm I'm just dumb and the both oh, of them I, stood up and said I, no you're I, not I I loved what Hank said there yeah you're not dumb you're not dumb you're good you don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise you're good Eddie you know you keep if your you're head told down. your whole life you're dumb you'll back. be dumb you're told your whole life yeah. you're good you'll be good you yeah know? It, yeah and. It's just those little moments like that that I really love about Mash overall. Like, um, yeah. Like, like, um, I'm thinking of one specific episode where Winchester is dealing with this guy in post op, and he he oh. has a stutter, and all of his squad mates in that case think he's dumb and keeps telling him that, and Charles just says, "You are not stupid." And he gives him a couple of books, and it's like, you can read this. You are not dumb. You are capable of more. And this soldier just says, I, I, I don't know why you're being so nice. Yeah, that um, his sister stutters, because he has a tape of her dictating a letter to him, and we hear her stuttering as well. And it's those bits of humanity that really make me love MASH as a series. Right. Yeah. All the way back to the first couple of seasons where we see um, 
the the soldier who was gay and got beat up by his squad mates and you know when he talks to Hawkeye and says only two guys in my unit been beat up one of them was black the other was homosexual this guy was Caucasian <laughs> so. it's like oh really you a black guy I never would have thought <laughs> and that's it and right. Hawkeye's over it but it's a very nice B-plot to the rest of this lunacy that's going on at the 4 7th. Because, again, you know, you, you get Klinger on Sophie being Colonel Potter. <laughs> um, it, it just... So much craziness. Because Hawkeye and BJ were fighting this whole time about who's funnier, who's funnier, who's funnier. It's the funnier. same joke. It's so not that funny end, of a joke. They asked Klinger, who's... You know who's funnier, and Klinger had the best reaction. He's neither like, of you. Neither of you. You're not even close. And then yeah. he went through all the stuff that happened to mm -hmm. him with sitting on Sophie, pretending to be Colonel Potter, and helping, mm. um, <laughs> helping Winchester. You know, bag a duck <laughs> with a line. quail. Oh my goodness, that was great. Um, <laughs> he they, finally, they finally shot it. He finally Winchester finally got like a pheasant. Or a quail. quail. I'm not sure which it was. I'm not a bird person. I know it's one of them. He gets it. It falls. It lands. And it blows up. <laughs> it landed right and, on the mine. And then we're focused on Klinger. And Klinger goes, Either that was a kamikaze pigeon. Or that just landed on a, line, a mine. I don't care about the money major. I'm getting out of... And he looks back. And there, and it's great because they actually have it in the shot. Is Winchester just hightailing it out. <laughs> he was running before Klinger. Major! Wait for me! <laughs> and running out. Part of him. this you need to watch because it's, half of it's the visual mm -hmm. of Winchester wearing his black and red hunting, hunting jacket. jacket. Yeah, hunting flannel. <laughs> oh, and oh, by the way, my next favorite part of this episode, that the funny part, is uh, when they get back to camp and Margaret is again berating Klinger oh. for not being able to get her this footlocker. And he says, I can't help you, Major. The army won't replace it unless it's damaged in combat. And she is about to blow up at him, and she just goes, Very well, Corporal. Major, can I borrow this? And she grabs, it's a break-action, double-barrel shotgun that Charles has. It's open, there are no cartridges in. She grabs it, goes to his belt, pulls out two cartridges loads goes into her tent and the two of them were just looking at each other winchester and Klinger, outside of the tent and all of a sudden bang bang <laughs> and you know, everybody around just like jumps and she comes out dragging her footlocker and goes there i was in my tent when all of a sudden a sniper jumped out from nowhere my footlocker sacrificing itself for me jumped in front has he shot? Bang! Bang! He pulls out these pieces of a footlocker. <laughs> so that I could live. Now replace this before I use the same method to replace the defective company clerk. I wrote that line down too. I thought that was hilarious. Major, I love thank you for the use of your shotgun. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, she's so Margaret. Yeah. It just, it's quintessential Margaret. And it, I just love it because, yeah, just, <laughs> just, she just goes from this, I'm going to chew your head off to fine. I'll do what I have to do. 
And oh my God. then there's Father Mulcahy in a song. Oh. He sang his the first version of his song, and it was really bad, but it rhymed. It rhymed. <laughs> it did rhyme. It was Everything. A, rhymed. It was a love song, and it rhymed. And, and it was terrible. But then at the end, he had one, and it was so sweet. I wish I would have had yeah. time to write it down, but I it didn't. Was, but it was sorrowful, really, because um, how it ends is basically. Well, we the, 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 see the, the, war the, for what it is. Yeah, because the whole thing is, what's going on with this war? We don't have any more of these war songs. It, it was kind of an anti-war song. War song, not an anti-war song, but like an anti-war war. song. Like you have anti-hero, like anti-heroes. Like yeah. anti this was anti-war song, and um, just we don't have these anymore. What's going on? Why are we here? Maybe we're finally seeing war for what it is, and that was what it was. Not worth writing a song over. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you don't watch the DVD version, that's what you're left with. Because at least with the DVD version, you get the post-commercial scene where we get left off with a little bit of hilarity. And that's where um, BJ and Hawkeye are in the shower and they're, and they're saying, you know... We've, we've been going back and forth a lot. Maybe we shouldn't. I mean, we're pals and all that. All Look right. how let, everyone's stuck by Eddie. Yeah, let, let's not compete anymore. And uh, so then uh, what Hawkeye says is, fine, let's not fight anymore. And then he rinses off the shaving cream that he had because he was shaving and there he has the beginnings of a really good mustache going on. <laughs> because just... BJ kept saying it's the mustache that makes it funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you know that was part of. Yeah, it, it was it was a cute end to it, and it brought it back out of kind of depressing from where Father Mulcahy left it. Uh, anything else? No, I both. Mm -hmm. I I love these episodes. They're. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Guest stars recurring cast, we had Richard Lineback as Eddie, Alexander Patel as Corporal Hank Fleming, Kelly Ward as Dave, with uncredited appearances by Kelly Nakahara and Joanne Thompson. The production code was S613. Mm, yeah. Writer was, uh, were John Rappaport and Jim Mulligan. Director was William Jurgensen. And original air date. December nine. Uh, pardon me. December third, nineteen seventy nine. I started reading ahead. All right. Now for my favorite part. Hit it. <laughs> this is amazing to I, me. I he has nothing written down in front so of him. I I've been listening to this for <laughs> a year and a half now, and I still can't do it. Which, which by the way, <laughs> just just to point out to you, because I don't know if you realize just where we are in terms of episodes let i'm just gonna let the computer catch up here but i mean we've been doing this for well over a year now this is going to be episode 90 so that means in two and a half months we're going to hit episode 100 we've been doing this for Ooh, we have to have a celebration we we do there'll be cake <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe cake shots. I don't know. Something. That cake with the stuff in between. Oh God, yes, like the thirteen layer. Something. Like yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll figure something out. We'll tell you how good it is. You can listen to us eat it on air. How about that? Um, but so, if you enjoyed this podcast, 
um, and you want to catch other episodes, maybe this was your first one, if you do the podcast thing, you can find us by searching iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Just search for Whiskey and Mash, or search either of our names, and you'll find us there. Subscribe, download any back episodes you'd like. We're also on Stitcher Radio, same thing, Whiskey and Mash. If you need help uh, spelling that, any of that, first of all, go to your local liquor store. Look up whiskey. They, they have whiskey <laughs> spellings all over there. But uh, get Jameson, it's the best. Um, or you can go over to our website, narclanic.com. That's N A R C L A N I N C.com. You can go directly to the page, narclanic.com slash whiskey and mash, or just go to the home page, click on the podcast li- link. Click on the Whiskey and Mash button there, and it'll take you to the Whiskey and Mash podcast page. There on the page, we have all of the back MP3s of all of our episodes. You can either stream them or download them directly from that site. Either way is fine. Uh, If you'd like to, let us know that you're out there, which we would love. There is a link on that page to email us. There's also a link on that page with the little Facebook F. That'll take you right over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash whiskey and mash. You can like us, follow us, so that you know whenever one of our new episodes comes out. Just in case you don't do the podcast thing, then you know when there's a new one on the website. Um, also over there on Facebook, you know, like, like the posts, send us a message, let us know you're there. If you really enjoyed this podcast and you would like to help support it, we don't have a Patreon or any of that. The best way for you to support us right now would be to just help us spread the word about this podcast. Share the podcast with a friend, a family member, a coworker, uh, a game shop, whatever. You know, just just share it with somebody who you think would like to listen to us babble on for like half an hour, 45 minutes or so. This week it'll be closer to 40 by the time I'm all done. But just share it with a friend, a family member, a coworker, an enemy, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, help us spread the word about this podcast. And, you know, thank you for coming back week after week, for those of you who have been, for liking our posts out there on Facebook. Um, we have a few, I had a list around here somewhere of people that I had seen. Uh, Angela Peck, Bevan Depler, Brandon Young, Rob Marks. Thank you all for listening to our show, for liking what we put out there uh, for the world to listen to and if you're a new listener you can you can go out there and we'll, we'll call out your name too you know okay. just let us know and especially uh, as you're fond of saying if any cast or crew are out there and oh happen to hear gosh, I would love that we can Skype you and we would love to hear your take on your experience with this uh, series, you know, we obviously like it enough to go on and on about it. Whatever part you had in it, we would love to hear your story. Because we weren't there, right? You know? And and we we obviously like it enough to like. I have all of the discs of all of the episodes and the specials just to just to know. And I found a way to get Aftermath because we want to see what that was like, and it would just be nice to to hear what it was really like on set from somebody who was there. Give us a call. Yeah. Or an email or a Facebook message. With that, though, uh, thank you. We'll see you next week. I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. Have a good week. Have a good week. And in case you're listening to this in the future, Ryan, happy 21st month. 
Uh, yeah, Jody. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> happy, okay. happy 21 months, Ryan. Happy 20 and hugs <laughs> and kisses. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Because, I mean, I don't assume that these will go away as podcasts, so they'll probably be out there forever. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a great week. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs>